There's no way out I've got to show them what I've become There's no doubt Got my back to the wall And I'm still hanging on There's no way out I've made my choices where I belong There's no doubt When the road gets up I keep my head strong Troubles in my life have been all the same With a strain in my mind getting hurt again There's a pain in my heart but it's just a game Gotta get over it, won't go insane Won't achieve anything while I'm down Don't wanna give out my heavyweighted frown I'm stopping this now, I'ma turn it around Heaven's on the ground, I'm looking at the clouds Gonna make a change like a change, bigger getting changed Gonna stay the same with my mind frame rearranged Gonna wash the blue out my mind and my eyes Was I blind in my mind? Cause that was old times Cause I'm starting fresh with a clear vision You can even spell my name in optimism To track the M's and I and the P And then what you're left with is me You are listening to PSNRadio.com, PSN-Radio.com, excuse me. I am Zod Ryder, and tonight on the Zod Ryder Show, I am pleased to welcome two very, very wonderful gentlemen from the Film Exiles podcast. I have Millennial Mike and Manu for the first time on my Zod Ryder Show platform, and I am so happy to have you guys. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. I'm so happy to be here. It's it feels like uh, it feels like forever since we had you in our pod, and uh, it's glad to uh, you know everything's changed. Things are are going in a more positive direction. So I'm I'm just elated to talk about whatever. <laughs> I'm good too, Zod. Uh, right. Thank you really much. Thank you very much for having us on. Uh, I really enjoyed it when you were able to come on. Uh, I think you came on for an Endgame review. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and that is that is still one of our most popular episodes. Uh, to this day, so mm-hmm. I, it's glad I'm glad to finally be able to repay the favor. Hey, look, you guys are welcome here anytime. I, you know, I had been, you know, doing my show for a while, and it just seemed like at one point I, I had stopped because there had been so much stuff going on, and I, I'd realized that my show had basically become Snyder Cut Radio from week to week. <laughs> so I kind so I kind of decided, you know, to kind of take a break and step back for a little while. And then I'm like and then it's like after the announcement, you know, before well, like as things were heating up and we were getting towards the announcement and it became, you know, clear that the release of the Snyder Cut or the announcement of the Snyder Cut was imminent, it just seemed like things picked up on a level that was unimaginable. Like I, I feel like in terms of be, in terms of doing, uh, doing, you know, the Zod Ryder show and doing other, sh- uh, you know, other making appearances on YouTube and getting involved, doing other projects. I feel like it's been more hectic and more busy now since the, since the cut has, has been announced really than before, because I think there was kind of, there was a bit of a lull and people were starting to feel like, well, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? I mean, personally, you know, the last couple of months leading up to it, 
uh, felt really, really special. And I never, you know, doubted that we were going to get it. I just had a feeling that we were closer than ever before. And I wanted to, so I guess to start off, I wanted to get your guys a reflection on that. Uh, do you, did you guys feel that too? Were you feeling, uh, you know, the, the last couple, over the last couple months that it was, that it was happening, that we were closer than ever? You want to go, Manu? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or you need some time uh, to collect your thoughts? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm thinking about how honest I want to be. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, go, um, go exile. Go exile. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, def- definitely go exile for sure. <laughs> well, to, to be perfectly honest, I kind of heard that stuff was rumbling about sometime last year. Uh, a little bit uh, after New York Comic Con, uh, if I'm like, I kind of already started hearing some rumblings there through uh, some of our sources. Uh, so, so yeah, so I, I have been pretty confident for a while that it was it was right around the corner. But uh, we, I, I wanted the fandom to be careful because you know how these things go. You know, um, it, it, uh, the deal could have broken down at the last minute. Things could have um, things could have like not worked out, or you know, God knows, like a dozen things might have gone wrong. Uh, and, and I just thought that it was important for the fandom to to keep the pressure and to to keep doing things. I mean, um, I think that um, the November seventeenth when we had that when we hit a million tweets, I think that that is still one of the craziest things that's happened as being part of this movement. Uh, I thought the FA Cup banner was an incredible idea, and and it 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 blew up pretty well as well. And and what was great about about all of those events that we did was starting to see the narrative around the movement changed. I mean, it like some of us have been there from the get-go and we remember how people talked about us and laughed at us and treated us like we were crazy people uh from the from the from the article and the uh, what what was it the Wall Street uh, Journal the Wall, the Wall Street Journal yeah, yeah, uh and all of that and and it was kind of really interesting when when the when the articles changed and became more and more neutral. And I think that that's when I got more and more excited. Like the Washington Post article that was written, I felt was very, very neutral. And that kind of really gave us, gave me a feeling that, yes, we were starting to turn this thing around. We were starting to turn the conversation around. Um, and, and just honestly, for me, this whole thing has been incredibly exciting and humbling and rewarding and it's just been such a ride and to kind of like get to the end and finally win and get the announcement i think that that like i'll always remember that day yeah uh, for me i would say that i was very conflicted like as things were kind of gearing up and people were starting to get more excited and, and it all became very apparent that likely something was going to happen. Um, I know that I know how malicious <laughs> I know how malicious the media can be toward the Snyder Cut movement and the fandom and all that. And I've I've seen firsthand the levels of the, the, the levels they were able to go to or were willing to go to. And I was just honestly a little afraid of a for lack of a better term a false positive you know um because that would be a way to really knock down the um 
you know, to knock down a, a lot of our enthusiasm and, and kind of positive forward moving energy. And I just wanted everyone to be cautious yet, you know, driven at the same time. Um, all the while, when I saw all these positive people around me, I figured, you know, I want to be a part of that. <laughs> and that's kind of the reason why the movement works so much, is because we all kind of inspire each other to do better and, and push forward. So um, leading up to the actual announcement itself, um, you know, it was so great to to see that movie again. I'd saw it a, actually a few, um, I think it was a few weeks prior to that. I forgot why, what the occasion was. I just kind of wanted to watch it. and uh, But nevertheless, I was glad to watch Man of Steel again. And we were doing a pod. That's why we did a man. Ah, you're right. That's what it was. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was great to see that movie again. And then, of course, Henry coming at the end, like you just you just knew more and more. And, you know, the, I became more and more conflicted. And then at the end, when Zach was playing those games, that he loves to play with us, you know, those teaser games. Oh, you know, it's not up to me. And, you know, all of those those false positive things kind of came down. I felt guilty. You know, <laughs> and then when he announced it, I was a little shocked. You know, I think now I start, I'm starting to now the promotional material is coming out and we're actually seeing official content and more platforms, YouTube, and things like that. It's becoming more real because it's harder to take back. So, you know, all in all, I'm just I'm, I'm really excited. Um, and honestly, I'm just more, um, you know, I want to continue to do. To push for this, I hope the air cut becomes a thing. Maybe we'll talk about that later in the podcast. I'm not sure what plans you got, but um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really uh, I'm really just vibing right now. <laughs> yeah, it it's amazing because when you look at the movement as a whole, in spite of the way that we the movement is looked upon negatively in a lot of areas, it's like the people that are looking at us negatively don't know what what it's about they don't understand and that and that's one of the biggest things that you know I love about about the mainstream media when they attack the movement and their articles particularly recently since we got the cut have you noticed the influx of negativity that's come from mainstream media articles and bloggers and you know websites since it's become official since they now know mm -hmm. that they can't that they can't take it back. You know now now that we know they know that it's a thing and it's real. I'm seeing all these articles about was this a win for toxic fandom? Mm -hmm. and, you know this this is you know you know they're 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 setting a dangerous precedent. The Snyder Cut releasing the Snyder Cut is dangerous because it shows that fandom can control the direction that studios decide to take their franchises. I mean, you I'm should seeing... make a super cut of every time someone says a dangerous precedent. I, oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. See, dangerous precedent, dangerous precedent, dangerous precedent. You can almost, <laughs> you could, yeah, you could, you could make a, you could make a, 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 a 24 uh, hour, yeah, a whole no. documentary. You could make a documentary out of, out of dangerous precedent. That's actually what I believe the documentary it, about the Snyder cut should be called dangerous precedent. <laughs> that would be amazing. Like because we need to make we're, that happen. <laughs> yeah, because look at look at what look at the fact. That's the facts. We're we're I you know none of this stuff. I mean, you you look up an article and you're thinking, and it's so funny because you'll see an article about it and you're thinking, oh, they're going to talk about how positive we were. They're going to talk about all the things we did 
you know, for Americans for Suicide Prevention. They're going to mention, you know, the charity work. They're going to mention Subway feeding the children. All this stuff they're going to mention. And and you read the article, and on all you and all you see is a bunch of snide remarks being geared towards. Of toward Snide, toxic, huh? toxic trolls and people that you know attack other people, and it's like, it's like they have no idea the amount of vitriol and anger and you know force we've had to endure as a movement from people who hate us, people who hate Zack Snyder, and people who had a lot riding on the truth that they believed that this would never be released. So how, how do also you two gentlemen feel about fandom. that? Because there's a lot of people who hate fandom in general. I mean, you know, the uh, what the fandom menace, you know, and, um, and I think every – the Alita Army and, and all of them, uh, I think that, you know, there's, there's always um, – every fandom had its own – you know, unique methods, all right? I would put it that way. And I think all of them have the, the fringes. And they all have their their legitimately talks people, of course. But then, you know, the narrative about all of those fandoms are usually, you know, they're usually pretty, pretty similar. And what do you think about that? <laughs> um, I mean, uh, the the backlash, the backlash was the 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 backlash was was expected. To be perfectly honest, um, it, it's just. You, you, like Zod said, the you know the vitriol that they've thrown at us for years now, dating back to when BVS was released, um, to and how entrenched they were in this idea that this cut was never going to be released, that it didn't even exist, and even today, even till now, that they've announced that the cut is released, they're trying to hide behind this idea of. Oh yeah, they're doing extra VFX stuff, and they're doing additional sh- shooting as almost as proof. Like, see, it didn't exist; we weren't wrong. Right. But that's not actually the case. Uh, they could have probably, like, we we knew that there was still some work to be done on it, but it, it's not like it didn't exist. It was there. It was a real thing that we were fighting for, mm-hmm. and the fact that we got what we wanted, that we got what we fought for, I think that that kind of shakes up this um this this uh this ideal version of the situation that they had so desperately wanted and benefited from i mean think about it these guys single-handedly derailed the dceu like what derailed um all of the things that came after bvs was because of how aggressively they attacked Zack and his movies. The there were constant articles about Batman v Superman, about how it was bad, how it was horrible, how it was fascist, and how he brought up all of these wrong ideas. Not single handedly, uh, WB helped. I mean, they <laughs> they led him on the the freaking lot, you know, on on Justice League. I mean, that's just that's something that you have to. They, they they caused a lot of that. I, I'll never understand, you know. You know, and this is the thing I'll never understand about Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers had totally, um, you know, betrayed the the loyal audience that they had for these movies. They were so worried about catching the Marvel audience that they that they totally negated the fact that. You've got a huge, huge fan base here for this DCEU. This thing is is big if you just stick with it and let this let this creator, you know, tell his story. 
You'll get you'll that. get your MCU you'll get your MCU style fan base in terms of numbers. You'll get that, but you've got to give your you've got to give your creatives a chance. Well, yeah. I also think that what happened is that that narrative that the bloggers and the critics drove reached Warner Brothers. They were on the social media platforms and they were seeing what was being said and what was being written, and they were not listening to us. No, and I think that I think that the fact that the fact that they had listened to the critics and bloggers in the first place, that gave us an opportunity to do what we were able to do with the Snapchat yes. movement. Yes. Like, it, it, like that's, that's what happened because if the internet was able to take away our DCEU, it was also capable of giving it back to us. Mm-hmm. And exactly. That's exactly we just, what happened. We just, had to, we just had to speak loud enough. And honestly, exactly. for me, I think what did it was – and this is my, you know, this is just my perspective. I don't, I don't know if this is true, but what, uh, how I feel this, uh, how I feel this all goes down to, is I think this all comes down to AT and T. AT and T buying Warner Brothers was probably yeah. the best thing for the Snyder Cut movement because when you think about it, when AT and T came in there and they saw all this backlash that the media was throwing during Joker. And the way that they were treating the way that they were treating Joker, trying to make it seem like there were going to be theater shootings, trying to make it seem like there was going to it was going to incite riots and violence and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, AT and T had had enough. They said, "Look, Warner Brothers catered to you, was giving you was giving you all this, was giving you basically exercises in mediocrity. We've been losing money ever since ever since they let Zack Snyder go." You guys, I mean, we, we gave you your chance with Zo- Joker. What did you try to do? You tried to ruin us. And look at how Joker turned out. So I think it was a combination of those two things. It was a combination of the media being so evil towards the DCEU. It was a combination of the fact that AT&T was tired of, of losing money. And AT&T saw the big picture and saw that there was money to be made here with the Snyderverse, which is why... We're getting what we're getting because, again, at the end of the day, it's all about money. And they saw with exa- another example with Sonic the Hedgehog, the fan mm-hmm. backlash over the way Sonic looked. And once they went in and they changed Sonic, look what happened. That movie was a big, huge hit. So it proves that when you listen to the fandom, you, 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 reap, you reap the benefits. And that's what, they're, that's what they're seeing now, the overwhelming positive response of the fans that have signed up for HBO Max just off the back of this announcement of the Snyder Cut. And, you know, I, I, will I, say, I will say, you know, with the whole AT&T thing, I do want to be careful personally. And I hope that, you know, maybe other people will see the logic in this, this thinking that I don't want to. I mean, like, you know, the whole AT&T thing and the announcement do coincide. Right. So it, it would be easy to believe that um, that they are responsible you know, majorly for. They are. Okay, well, they are. I'm going to continue. My, I'll continue my thought. Because, 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 because Toby Emery did not want that cut to come out. He was overruled. exactly, yeah, mm-hmm. right. But at the same time, I just think that uh, we have a habit that I think is concerning uh, that we always try to pin 
you know, these things on on an individual or on something that's easy to like kind of define, you know. And I, I think a lot of the times there's a lot of truth to it, you know. I know there's a lot of truth to it. I mean, Manu and I and the exiles have been very tuned in with the whole thing. So there's a lot of things that we can say that are, you know, common knowledge that hey yeah like this is this has some truth to it and there are some things that we can't really say that we could also use to say hey this has some truth to it you know when it comes to these narratives that we create as a as a uh, as a fandom but um i don't know i i think that um when something goes wrong are we also going to blame at&t you know i just yes. think we, we need to <laughs> yeah exactly well, when something goes wrong well you might them. because i mean you're level-headed <laughs> you're level-headed but i'm just saying as a fandom the fandom isn't as nuanced or as articulate as you are manu you know i'm just saying uh, well, thank you. <laughs> I guess. I'm saying I'm talking. I'm talking about general, general ide- ideologies. Of this whole you. thing. I hear you. We are very. We we are, we tend to be very tribal. We do. Uh, that is very true. I I don't think if I'm, I'm going to say it. I I I honestly feel like had AT and T not bought Warner Brothers, I don't think we would have got this move. We would be getting this movie at, at least not, not now. now. Not next year. I, I mean, maybe maybe I would think maybe like. Maybe like what Zack Snyder had said when he said in the Hollywood Reporter article that maybe like 20, 25 years down the line, you know, something like that. I think we would have been in it for the long haul yep. if if somebody else didn't come in and buy Warner Brothers because we got to be we got to be real about this. Warner Brothers was all in on the direction that they that they had planned, which basically wasn't a direction. It was just a bunch of standalone movies basically throwing stuff at the wall to see what's stuck. But I like how people are, are starting to try to frame the quote unquote multiverse as a direction. Like, see, they're doubling down on the multiverse. It's like, listen, no. Like they have all these pieces and it makes sense to connect them using the idea of a multiverse, but it's not like that was the like even if there was a, a multiverse. Yeah, yeah, no, that wasn't the that wasn't the impetus that wasn't the impetus that wasn't the impetus once they got rid of uh you know, Zach. Once they scrapped Zack Snyder's vision, right. you can you can look at the movies that we've got since they scrapped Zack Snyder's vision and clearly see that whatever yeah. they're doing is not in any way, you know, it's called indicative a of a multiverse. multiverse you know? Right, right. A financial <laughs> multiverse. That's the yeah. perfect way of looking at it because because you don't you you could tell after you know it's like. You could tell the movies that were connected. You're like, okay, we had Aquaman. Aquaman was connected, and then Aquaman to me was kind of the last one because when you look at when you look at Shazam and you look at uh, Birds of Prey, those two movies are not. Those two movies don't really. They feel like, yeah, you could you could say maybe they have a little bit of, you know, a little bit here, but they're not really derivative of what of what Snyder was trying to do. They're just kind of their own thing. And you can get pretty nebulous when it comes to these connections. Like, I, I've seen it. I've seen it. I, and, yeah. and the thing is, like, I think some people, there's a spectrum of people who, because um, we talked about this actually on a podcast he recently did called um, After the Cut, where we really went into the details of, you know, the implications of the cut and what it could mean and, and the Snyderverse and what that means and all that. Like, the whole idea that there's, like, um, and Manu and I talked about it, so we already know our, our opinions. <laughs> we know each other's opinions on the whole thing. But um, but there's definitely a spectrum of people who are like, okay, everything that's DC, everything that's Warner Brothers that has these logos or characters on it are connected because, you know, Warner Brothers is a director-driven studio and they, they've always had the best intentions. They got a little bit off track with Justice League, but this is all connected. And on the other side, you have the very staunch kind of like traditionalist who doesn't 
believe that anything beyond, you know, Zack Snyder's movies and maybe Suicide Squad is connected, you know, and then you have everything in between. So it's definitely an interesting thing to talk about for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Zod, sorry, Zod. I don't, I don't mean to take up all the time on your show. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's perfect. That you know what? That's what you guys are here for. So carry on. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I really wanted. There's, there's a couple of things that I really wanted to to talk about. Um, I think that you know, um, we got uh, we got the announcement of the cut, and you know, it feels great and it feels wonderful, uh, and and I'm so happy that we're finally gonna 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 you know get to see you know the Snyder cut but um I think that it's really important to understand that uh what we saw four years ago with Batman v Superman is gonna be nothing compared to what we're going to see when just when this thing drops like no matter how good it is or how bad it is it doesn't it, like its quality won't matter they will they will attack it with the power of the internet they will take everything that they can and throw it at this movie and that's why it's very important for us as a fandom and as a movement to not only support the snyder cut and to support uh hbo max but we have to matter (laughs) we also have to support each other we have to as a movement help help not only the platforms that we already have, you know, uh, your show, ours, um, Go Deep, um, 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 uh, Film Gob, all of these, we need to make these voices bigger and louder and introduce newer ones. Yes. I'm always trying to encourage people to start podcasts or start blogs, or, but we need to grow our voices because when this thing hits – we need to be able to counter those narratives that are going to be said. And the only way that that's going to happen is if we as a movement support one another and help each other grow. The the account is followed by over 27,000 people. If those people follow the podcast and the blogs and the, and the people within it, we would be able to grow exponentially. We have a year to do this. And I really believe that that's what we should be spending this next year focusing on. It should be on growing our platforms, getting other people to hear our messages and our voices, because that's the only way that we can counteract the narratives that are going to spread. Like, even now, we can already see things from IGN that are incorrect. I can already see things from from other mainstream media outlets that you mentioned. I can already see things oh, that absolutely. are incorrect. And, and, and the only people that really know what's going on is us because we've lived through this. And, and, mm. and we know what's what. We know everything about this Snyder Cut. Well, you know what I mean by everything. So we need to have people listen to us and not them. And that's not going to happen if we're not unified, if we're not working together towards that goal. And I think it's really important to keep that in mind. Yeah. You we heard us, people. To... Subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be more it's unified. We need to be more <laughs> unified now than ever before. Because what's coming is going to be terrible. Because you have to understand that a lot of us do this just for fun. This is somebody's livelihood. A lot of these critics and bloggers, this is their livelihood. This is how they make money. This is how they support themselves. And they have been embarrassed. And they will come for us. 
So I honestly believe that we need to be prepared for that. Hide your kids. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, we need to be prepared. That that was that was what I wanted to say. Oh, absolutely. I, I you know I have to I have to agree with you on that one hundred percent. They are you know they are going to do everything they can to tank the Snyderverse and any future that there may be with it as a result of this. But I can, but one thing I could say, and I think this is where AT&T and Warner brothers and Warner media are doing the smart thing right now by putting it on HBO max. Let me tell you why I think that this is the best route that they could take this because at this point it's all subscriber driven. So They've got, no they've office. got our money. No, yeah, they've got our money. We're, we're yeah. gonna be there. We're gonna be there. And the Snyder fans, the Snyder, this, this, this whole collective of of voices that Manu, you were just speaking about, are guaranteed subscribers. We are going to spread the message. We are going to spread it as as far and as wide as we possibly can. We're gonna be like, I mean, I, I'm telling you, it's like. It's like everyone that's involved in the Snyder Cut movement that fought hard for this is going to be a lifetime HBO Max subscriber. And they know this. So this is the thing that, you know, if, they, if they've learned anything from what happened to them during Joker and what happened to them, what, the, the backlash, if they've learned anything, they, they, should, they should know now that it's about the fans. Trust your fan base moving forward and you will be rewarded. And I think that they're going to see that because they've already seen that. I don't know if you guys seen the article where they interview somebody interviewed, I think it was Verve, if I'm not mistaken, and it was a very negative, sl- negatively slanted article towards us, like always. But they interviewed the head of HBO Max, and he basically snapped on him. He told him straight <laughs> out. He said, look... He said we he said we're the, he said release the Snyder cut is a thing and he said it's a big thing it's something that has been has been asked for these people have fought for it they wanted it they are they are pushing for it they are supporting it and the amount of support that we're receiving as a result of it has been has been overwhelming i mean he literally put Put the put the reviewer in their place because the reviewer had said something, and I'm paraphrasing. It said something said the along the line. Thing. He said the precedent. Thing. The precedent thing about yeah. yeah, the precedent thing about uh about giving in to uh toxic fandom and all that. The same wording that all these media outlets tend to use. So I, you know, to me, when, when I saw that, I was feeling as as optimistic I think as I've ever felt. Because I yeah, realize now that because the, the, <laughs> because the the last regime kind of bent their bent themselves constantly to these bloggers and critics, yes. like they would do everything to be in their good favors, and it it really kind of seems like this new regime understands where the money comes from. It comes from us, and you know, and and I think that you're right. I think that that's a very good sign because that's something that we haven't seen from WB in quite a while. Right. Yeah, but well, it's not. But see, that's what I'm saying. It's HBO Max level of sustainability there. You know. Yes, yes, and it's HBO Max. You know, Warner Media and and all of them together, which in turn is ultimately AT and T. And when you look at it, I like I say, I'm. I, I feel like now knowing that we have, and this is my my goal too. My goal is to get the uh, 
is to get the head get one of the head people from HBO Max on this show to talk about this because I because positivity is as important as anything else. We've got to be as positive as possible. And my thing is we gotta kill these people with kindness. I don't you know, I, I don't have a problem with people when they Marty, say settle down. <laughs> when they say when they say, Oh when they say, Oh, I, I don't like Snyder. I don't like the direction he's taking the taking DC. I, I hate Snyder's movies. Eh, eh, eh. I don't have a problem with that. You film is subjective. You can like and dislike whatever the hell you want. That's I'm fine, fine with that too. What I'm not fine with is Zack Snyder is a fascist. Uh -huh. Zack Snyder's daughter died because of his because films. because That's of because bad. of Zack's there's movies. No, there's no kindness for that. Right. Like there's, that, there's, and that, there's there's a line. There's a line. I don't care. And they cross it. If you and like they cross his it all the time. Not, I really could not care less. Right. But at some point, when you can't show decency, you don't deserve to have decency shown to you. That's exactly so it. I, I, I am completely with you. Like, I don't mind having a conversation with someone who disagrees on my take about his films. Oh, yeah. But these guys, that's not what they're doing, Zod. And we need to get that out there. That's that the other thing. That is not what these guys are doing. They're not right. just saying this movie was bad. They're saying these movies are bad because Zack Snyder is a bad person. And the fans and the people that like his work are bad people, too. Like, the things that I have been called by these people over the years has, is reprehensible. There, there's a line on and they have crossed it more more times than i can count uh, i'm gonna to rule in on this i agree with both you guys on this matter um i think that you got both you guys uh they're they're not mutually exclusive or anything like that actually i think they're very in line with each other but i i think that um you know it's easy because like you were talking about monty the whole tribal thing right um I think that we now that we've won, right? Uh, I'm doing the air quotes thing again because uh, you, know, you can't see me, so I have to tell you. But now that we've won, which I believe, um, we have. I think it's it's a great time to do some self reflection, right? Some honest self reflection, because like when you're fighting, you're the underdog. Like you can use means that maybe you can justify by the ends, but the ends is here. Okay, so now I think we can look back and we can see what was the most effective thing that we did, what was the least effective, you know, how can we optimize this and, and be better? I do, I don't think that being like, you know, saccharine and, and you know, oh, you know, everything, you know, about every blogger who slams Snyder and his fans is necessary, but also I don't think that the opposite is also necessary as well. And I think that we can take it by a case by case basis. Yeah. I see a lot of fans. I see a lot of fans, what they'll do is essentially if a you have like you have like your toxic bloggers, right? Most of them are going to be you know, your YouTube people and your and your uh, your talking heads and and whatnot who have their own platforms. You have your toxic bloggers that say things that are reprehensible, right? And then you have their sympathizers, which they just don't say anything about it. You know, the whole silence is consent thing, right? And I think that. Um, Snyder, a lot. There's many Snyder fans out there who view them all as the same. Like, oh, you're just a blogger like the rest of them. I think we need to be very prudent, and I think that we need to look at every individual situation, every individual person, and we need to attack it based upon that. Because I, I just think that it's so easy to be like, oh, you know, anyone who echoes the same kind of sentiment as this person who outright said, oh, Snyder's movie was so bad, you know, her, you know, his daughter did this and that, right? I think that that is a very dangerous thing. So I think prudence 
and flexibility is very important here going forward. Well, I, well, I want to give you an example of something that I came across uh, very, very recently that I found I found very disturbing when this was announced. When this was announced, I had watched uh, Kevin Smith. You know, he does a podcast uh, with his with his buddy Mark. I think it's called Fat Man on Batman or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they basically they did a they did a show where they where they said they were basic where the show was going to was supposed to you know celebrate the fact that the uh, Snyder Cut was finally being released, and they had had I don't know if you guys had seen where they had the little you know the little videotaped message from Ben Affleck where you could see mm-hmm. in Ben Affleck's face how you know how thankful and happy he was and how much he lo- you know he loves the fans he loves the movement you see all that with 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 Ben Affleck because again he he's been a part of it but he used the hashtag yeah but the problem is okay is that when Kevin Smith and his buddy Mark were talking about the Snyder Cut movement, what did it eventually come down to? It came down to misinformation and misrepresentation of facts and of the movement. And once again, you know, it went down, again, down to the same old narrative that we hear about, you know, mis- misrepresenting, you know, what actually happened, and you had Mark on there talking about how he did his research and da-da-da, and essentially he didn't do any research and was spouting all kinds of misinformation about how Zack Snyder, quote-unquote, brought in Joss Whedon to shoot mm. reshoots, and all this, all this nonsense that we know, having lived through this, that, it's, that none of this is true. But that's not the worst part. The worst part of the whole thing on that podcast was when Mark started bashing the Snyder Cut movement. He started talking about the Snyder Cut movement, basically talking about us as a bunch of horrible people because he had run-ins with quote-unquote toxic Snyder fans. And he, you know, he went at us, and I guess he gave gave some generic story about how somebody, uh, you know, somebody said that, you know, that you know he should be i guess he should be raped in an alley or something like, like he he made up basically the the example that he the example that he used to basically vilify the Snyder cut movement was something that you could that you could have just taken from anybody on Twitter any troll on Twitter could have could have made up or said what what Mark said was said and and if he's and ever he, used the release and I could hashtag you once you could say Snyder cut uh, yeah <laughs> right, right. This, oh, right. you don't. Oh, yeah. you don't like. You don't like Snyder. You should be raped in a back alley, you fucking scumbag. Quote unquote. And then right, and then put release hashtag release the Snyder cut. Well, I mean, when he's when he gave the point that he gave, and you know, basically, you know, trashed the entire movement and indicted the entire entire movement based on one you know incident that he allegedly had with somebody online. Kevin Smith. You know, kind of, you know, kind of, kind of stood there and took it in and kind of like went along with it. So I, you know, so after I seen, after I seen what they did and they, I, 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 you know, I got done. I, I wrote this, wrote out this really long thing in the comments about how wrong that they are about the the Snyder Cut movement, about how using one incident that you may have ran in, had run-ins with a troll 
to indict the entire movement was wrong. And I basically, at the end, to make a long story short, said that, you know, I hope it was worth it because you guys lost a fan. I will never watch another one of your podcasts again. I was really, really upset when I when I got done watching that because, number one, I expected better from Kevin Smith. I didn't, I, you know, I don't really, we, I know that the guy, that his co-host Mark is like, you know, a Marvel guy and he, you know, tends to crap on DC whenever he gets a chance, but the amount of, you know, vitriol and smiteness that he threw at us as a whole, as a movement, I kind of took personally because this is a guy who doesn't who clearly didn't do any research and he claimed that he researched this stuff for the show. And if you researched it, why didn't you mention Americans for suicide prevention? Why didn't you mention all the good things that we've done? No, you basically indicted the entire movement based on one incident that you had with a troll who may or may not have really been associated with the actual movement. It was so crazy. And, and then I was getting like, responses from people you know in the in the chat on uh on youtube and there were people that you know people that agreed with me people who had been involved in the movement who had who had you know used the hashtag and all this other stuff and then there were people that were like well you know you know snyder snyder's snyder's movies represent are the very pinnacle of racism and represent racism and he and snyder promotes race Snyder or like toxic masculinity and white uh, whatever white supremacy white privilege all this stuff all this bullshit and I'm like and I'm like oh my god I'm like are you kidding me I said I I remember replying I'm like the Snyder Cut movement is one of the most diverse groups I've ever seen you'll ever see I said number one you've got people from all over the world all walks of life all races, all colors, everybody. It's it's incredible. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I'm like and you and you and you and you're saying that it's it, it's racist? What what are you talking about? What what's racist about Zack Snyder's movies? I I mean, I just and so that's when I realized at that point and because it was so recent, this is when I realized people don't care. They don't really know what they're talking about. That's the problem that we have going forward in the way that we're, the way that we're doing things. Everything that you guys said is is true really about how we have issue, to fight. Though, if that was the only issue, I think that education would be all that was would be required, right? But you the know, problem is people I'm don't want to be educated. They don't. You know, they don't so want to be educated. I, I tend to believe that you know this is a choice. You know, it's just gone on too much, and the internet is too easy. Like for instance, if, if everyone, if we're as small as people claim that we are then the good things and the bad things would be more evident, right? So you can't you, – the, people pick and choose what they want to believe. You know, like, oh, they're a small group of talks, da 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 right? So then if that was the case, then the other half or the other portion of the group that was, you know, donating to suicide prevention would be equally as loud, right? But apparently not. So it's just, you know, it, it's uh, – I think that, you know, like what's the solution in all this, right? Is it education, you know, I mean, how can we control? But they don't. But they don't want to be. They, see, the thing is, these people don't want to be educated. It's like you said. It's a choice. It's a yeah. choice to be this way. You're indicting. How can you say that that the that the you know Zack Snyder in his movies promote racism? What are you basing that on? Where is that coming from? It's like people are just throwing anything at 
something because they don't like the direction that Zack Snyder took the DCEU. That's all it boils down to when you think about it in a nutshell. And it's because we're, we're on the World Wide Web where everybody has a voice, where anybody can say anything, whether it's true or not. And the reality is, is that, you, you know, when you, you so I kind of feel like we're in a we're in a bit of a pickle when it comes to trying to, you know, say that our say that, you know, we can control the narrative. We can control the narrative to a point, but that's why I feel like we're in a much better we're in a much better position now because the studio that's in control of this of this platform is going is seeing it for what it is and can see the truth. I think right. that AT&T and Warner Media and HBO Max all did the research. They know what the Snyder Cut movement is. They know what we've accomplished. They know who we are. They probably know who all of us are. They know who the major players were in the movement. They know everything. The and 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 they wouldn't be throwing all this money behind it if they didn't believe in it and they didn't think it could it could it could pay off in the end. So I feel I really feel like they're all in and we kind of have a little bit of an advantage now because they see what's well, going on versus well, this year. This year yes. that Monty this was talking year. about. Until 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 it's released. And that's what I'm saying. We have to start now to build up our platforms. Yeah. As, yes. And and, and I that's agree. what I, and that's what I'm telling like anybody who's listening to this right now, if you wanna start a podcast, do it. If you wanna start a blog, do it. If you need yes. help Reach out. People will help you. I, I am more than ready and willing to help anybody who wants to start out. Me too. On, anything. On, on yes. Here. Yeah. Absolutely. So yes. If, if you want to come on on our on our show and you want to like just get your feet wet, get your name out there, I'm game because I really believe that the louder our voices are, the stronger we all are. And I really and I've and I see this fandom like like I, I've said this many times. I, I don't always agree with everything that happens, you know, between us, but I really, really love this fandom. I love the people within it. This filled with smart and creative, intelligent and just decent people from all over the world. Like if you think about the things that we've been able to accomplish, the things that we've been able to do, it would not have been possible if the people that were within the fandom weren't these like didn't weren't talented people that had heart and and were driven for the good cause that this was and i honestly think that those voices should be should be ma magnified like those yeah. voices should be heard so so please anybody who's out there anybody who's ever thought about it or have you felt nervous about it or you you just didn't know where to start just reach out there's people in this fandom that are ready to help you and so and support you like uh mike um I, i'm sorry i can't remember his name he recently did one of the roundtable podcast um uh it was the the one with dan from reasons i'm broke um, um so there, there, I mean, there was there was a few people on that pod. There was three. So. There was Paula. There was Geo. Oh, and, oh, are, are you talking about um, Haruko, right? Yeah, Haruko just started his podcast on YouTube. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, uh, I, it's I, called the, the the something people or the, the or something animals. The uh, the yeah. pre, the predominant animals. From, yeah, I'll, I'll double check it to make yeah, sure. I'm but yeah, he just started him, yeah. his podcast. I, I listened to the first couple of episodes. I've subscribed to it because I want him and his platform to grow. 
Like, you know, I've, I've, I've interacted with him on the timeline. He's a really smart and kind guy. He loves to draw like, and, and, and he, 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 he should, his voice should be heard. Like there's no, because those guys that are big, like the colliders and the slates and there's nothing that those guys do that we can't do better. There's really nothing. The bar is so low that we don't have an excuse not to (laughs) to jump in, you know. And 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 just another example of what Zod brought up about the the misrepresentation of the movement as a whole, the the Diane Nelson situation, where everybody started to say that we bullied her off Twitter, that we cussed her out, that we insulted her, that we sent her death threats. The day that that happened, the day that she blocked her account, I was on the timeline. I was following the conversation in her, the no. in that thread. I was there. I saw it happen, and everybody was saying the same thing because it was the day that the Joker trailer dropped, and she tweeted out, "This is exactly what WB should have been doing ever since Christopher Nolan left." So everybody was like, so what does what are you trying to say about Zack Snyder? Like, what about what you and Jeff Johns did to Zack Snyder? Mm. That's all there was in those comments. But then she deactivated her account, which means that all of those tweets are gone. We can't look at them. We can't look at them. Nobody can go back and check. But then the article started started dropping about how the Snyder Cut movement bullied this woman. But that was not true. She was not bullied. She was not insulted. All you saw in there was just passionate fans trying to understand what happened. And then she tweeted out, when I said that, I also meant Zack Snyder. And then there were already people that were in that thread apologizing and trying to, to understand what she meant. Like, so why did you say that in the first place? You know, yeah. maybe maybe there was a lot of people doing it at the same time and she felt kind of overburdened. That I can understand. But she wasn't insulted. She wasn't given any death threats. And I can say that because I was paying attention to the thread as it went on. It, it's just it's just this stuff is too easy. It happens too well, easy. We, we live we live in the era of the headline. Like it's, yeah. it's all about you make your history after it happens. You know, that's what. <laughs> so as long as that happens, I mean. You know, and, and that's the reason why we also we just have to play the game the right way. You know, that's why when people, that's why when they're, that's why when certain people are aggressive uh, on the timeline, you know, defending the cut, it's hard to completely be against it because, you know, at the same time, it's like you know, people who are who, who people who will say that you did X, Y, or Z, that cry wolf, right? They they're gonna make their history after the fact even though you didn't do it right so if you do do it right you can just make your history after the fact it's almost like facts and 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 reality doesn't really play any role into it and i don't want to be a toxic person i don't think i am you know i don't attack people i i stay super neutral neutral the more people want me to be (laughs) to be honest um and yet uh you know it just i don't really know i'm not sure what the right answer is to this you know i really don't yeah, it's a it's an interesting time that we're living in because if you look at the world as a whole, that seems to be exactly what it is. History gets written after the fact, and facts don't matter as much as they should. In fact, in a lot of instances, facts don't matter at all. That's what I'm seeing. Right. right. So it's like, you know, I'm not so all these narratives that I think Snyder fans put on themselves that like we need to be, you know, um 
you know, less toxic or we need to like, you know, kill them with kindness and all that kind of stuff. I don't know about that. I think on an individual basis, I think there are some people who are willing to change and you can change those people with things like kindness. So I think ultimately that's why I lean to yes, killing with kindness is a better option because ultimately I think it does more positive than negative, even though it's, um, it doesn't do a lot of positive in my opinion, but it does more than the, the alternative. Um, you know, so I, that's why I would I would lean that direction. But I think we just need to be like Manu said this next year, we need to focus on narratives, focus on like, what are we going to what kind of history are we going to write for ourselves after the fact? And how are we going to get our narrative out there and above and beyond whatever else is out there? Because people are going to click on whatever comes up first. And that's going to be the Martha moment for them, so to speak. You know, we need to. We need to make sure that doesn't happen. Oh yeah, and and this is the this this is the thing when you're when you're just somebody looking at at this from the outside and you don't know anything about it and you just know that you just see a few hashtags on on Twitter, you know, and every time Warner Brothers puts up a post, you see uh, hashtag release the Snyder cut. And then you read an article from one of these, you know, websites or bloggers talking about how toxic and crazy we are. If you're an outsider just looking in and you just and you just happen to click on a, an advertisement for the la- the latest uh, Warner Brothers animated Scooby Doo movie, and you see released the Snyder Cut under there, a bunch of people who have hashtag released the Snyder Cut. These people are going to be like. Oh yeah, I just read a you know I just read an article about those nutcases. You mm-hmm. see what I mean? It's it's like right. it's almost like you it's almost like they're, you're because you're not seeing the whole story as an outsider. You're you're just you're you're just going you're off of the company. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right, right. You're just going off of what's being what's being yeah. said by some of these some of these bigger. You know some of these bigger publications and online platforms that are like again, like Kevin Smith and his Fat Man on Batman podcast. The guy, you know, you would think, you know, that 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 he would be a little bit more informed, right? He's Kevin Smith. You'd think he would know a little more than what he, you know, what he lets on. But you know, when you if you watch that one, it's like he is one. He is one of the most ill-informed. Him and his partner are two of the most ill-informed people when it comes to what really went on that I have ever seen. I, I, can, yeah, I, can, so, I can't so, even believe so it. Many, so many people are, are, are misinformed. So, so many. And, and, uh, like just oh, yeah, to this day, day there's people yeah, saying just, that the, the movie doesn't exist. Like, just the other day, um, I was listening to Jeremy Jam's latest video. Uh, he had just, after four years, finally seen the the ultimate edition of Batman v Superman, like after it took him four years to finally sit down and watch that version, Zack Snyder's version of the movie, and and, and I'm like, listen, bro, you have a platform, you have a lot of people that listen to you, like there isn't there, don't you have like a responsibility to kind of tell people like what's going on like shouldn't you like take your job responsibly enough to like oh you know if i'm gonna talk about this maybe i should watch this version of the movie that was supposed to come out until a couple of months before release you know you know what i'm saying it's like it just like to me it it just seems like there's this 
laziness and this this um this uh perceived sense of just going with the flow none of these guys really take what they do seriously they don't take fans seriously it's just a way for them to get um to get you know uh clout from from uh, these guys yeah. i mean maybe jeremy didn't think that he would be able to change the narrative like maybe he thought well if i watch the ultimate edition and then i tell people about it like maybe i won't get that many clicks or maybe i won't you know i think um this this also lends into another another uh thing i think with the fandom that we should also consider is the idea of you know forgiveness and for um you know getting behind people who are, are willing to change um it, you know it's one thing it's very difficult to judge people's character in these matters because there's a lot of people who you know are are, are disingenuous or they um they have ulterior motives ulterior motives and whatnot but i think that you know, if we worked, what if we were able to make people like Jeremy Johns, what if we were able to make it worth their while to cater to us, right? Like, not only do we build our own voices up, but we make the voices of those who are larger than us, you know, a part of ours. You know, we, we, we make it worth, just like we make it, we made it for AT&T worthwhile to, to cater to us. We do the same thing with, vo- you know, the voices. They're the ones who can shape the narrative. And I don't think every single one of them is, uh, is malicious in an intent, but... You know, I don't know. I just think that this is, needs to be something that we think about. Yeah, go ahead, Money. I, I, I can see, I can see, I can see where you're, I can yeah. see where you're, where I'm you're sorry. going with that. I, I, it's, I'm it's, sorry. it's, I've, I've seen too much. Like I've seen too much to now be able to sit here and be like, I don't think they're malicious. I, I just can't. I'm sorry. Like I've just seen how these guys have been towards well, Ill, Ill, these Ill-informed movies. Ill-informed is not yeah. malicious. So yeah. you can't say that someone's ill-informed and then say they're. They're malicious. Like I think, but I think but but if you're not if you're not seeking out the information that's right there that's available for you because you're at the, you're making it sound like we haven't tried, we like we've tried to reach out to them. We've yeah, tried yeah, to we talk have. To them. We have. Yes, and I'm not talking been, about every individual. I'm just saying. Yeah. There's, like I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, we've been here for too long to not the, know. The what Snyder the deal cut is. is full of multitudes. Uh, I fan, know. I, I we, agree. We've jumped. We've jumped around that big fat elephant in the room a lot but it's like when i say we i just basically what i'm trying to say is i think that we need to all get on the same page i'm not that's not gonna happen there's too many it's not gonna happen like it's impossible to get this big a group of people on the same page it's impossible well that's true i think that um we can we can get as much as we can you know like there's a gentle it's a river and it flows in the same direction you can move it a little bit it's ultimately gonna head to the same spot but that's what we need to do with you know with the fandom it's like hey if you set a goal you at least have a general direction you're gonna head into so i think that these are just the the the, the macro right the macro ideas that we can head head toward to be more efficient as a movement in general yeah, it's no. it's 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 interesting. It's an interesting way of thinking, and it and it's definitely a, a more positive way of looking at it. But like you know, but like Manu was pointing out, when you have people like like what like what we have, where they're just dead set in their narrow minded view of things that they do not want to change, because it's simple for them to follow the na- the narrative. It's it's almost like it's almost like it's the cool thing to trash the Snyder oh. Cut movement. Well, it's it the is. cool like, thing bro, to like, it's like the how, cool how thing to that how you going to tell me that a movie that Zach finished filming 3 months before he was taken off of it is not 
it doesn't exist. Like, like how? Right. Like, in right. what world? Like, like that's the thing. Like, in what world? And no matter what we would tell them, no matter what we would show them, it was like, no, no, that doesn't exist. That does not exist. Ne- Snyder never cut. Snyder <laughs> cut. Snyder cut. Deaded. How how many times did we see that? And and it wasn't just randoms. It was people from the rap. It was people from Forbes and so on and so forth. Like, like no, they're, they're, no. We need to bury them. We need. We just need to bury them because uh, it's. We need to bury them. Our voices need to be louder than theirs. We need to bury them. They need to go. Oh yeah, definitely. And and when you and when you look at, for example, I I, I said this yesterday uh, on the on the you know four nerds podcast where we were talking about when we were talking to uh, Sean O'Connell, and one of the things that I I thought was was so amazing was how do you how do you not how do you get how do you get through to people who who don't who don't want to who don't care and don't want to see the other side of the truth when you look How at do we wall street <laughs> well, well like, think about this think about this the wall street journal article let's guys let's go back to that for a moment that wall street journal article that first came out the was was written by a guy you know ben fritz who has been a champion of creative artistic and integrity. director and artistic integrity for wrote a book on it for a long time and he wrote and he wrote a great book on it so if there was ever going to be a Sean O'Connell before Sean, o- Sean O'Connell it would have been that guy that guy was the guy that you know we could say I, I remember talking to I remember talking to Chris Wong during that time and I remember I remember Chris telling me about you know being excited to talk to Ben Fritz because Ben Fritz is, you know, because of who he was. And I remember being excited because he was going to, Fritz was going to interview Fiona and Chris and he had, uh, so what did I do? What was the thing? The first thing I did, I went and got his book and went, and went through his book, you know, combed, combed his book, went through his book cover to cover and thought, you know, this is the guy we need in our corner. If this guy is in our corner, Maybe we will get the Snyder Cut sooner than later. You know, back then, in like, I believe it was, what, 2018, it's like, maybe we'll get this, we can get this. This is the kind of, this is the kind of person we need in our corner, right? And then you read the article and it's just a, you know, a a puff, a puff hit piece that's just, that's meant to make us seem like a bunch of deranged idiot fans who don't, you know, who don't know anything about how movies are made and that we're basically chasing vapor. It, it, it just, to me, it just was just like a, a guy like that. When a guy like that writes an article about us at that point, it's like talk about demoralizing. And that just goes to show you at the time where the studio was and who the studio was listening to. And that's why I feel like AT&T Coming in and, and and I don't want to get and I don't want to get to the point and be like, well, you know, AT and T is basically our savior, but it almost, right. but it almost, but it almost, but it almost, but you know, but honestly though, but it almost feels that way because when you look at the it's way Warner Brothers, <laughs> right? When you look at the when <laughs> like you guys Netflix. look at the way when you look at the way Warner Brothers has been up to this point. What gives you, after everything that we've done as a whole, after everything we've done at the, uh, uh, as a movement, uh, as loud as our voices have been, what, would, what, what suddenly, out of the blue, suddenly turned the tide? 
if the, if Warner Brothers was gonna wasn't wasn't gonna do it, if if banners and tweets and planes and and, and billboards and everything wasn't enough to convince, and charity work wasn't enough to convince them, why all of a sudden out of the blue? Okay, yeah, we're gonna do this. It's it's big enough. We've made enough noise now. They know they can make money. They're gonna do this. It took another company to step in. That's how big the egos were over at Warner Brothers that didn't want this to happen. That's why we got Ben Fritz. That's why we get all we got all these hit pieces. That's why we've been suffering as long as we have. It 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 just it, to me it's like when you got a guy that writes about artistic integrity and fully supports it and he trashes us. Mm. It, to me it was just like you, you, you know, clearly there's a big well, divide between where between what uh, between what we want and what the actual company in charge right. wants, in spite of what all these negative bloggers well, and know, haters have said. I will say this, um, and we Manu and I have talked about this before on previous podcasts and also off podcasts as well. Um, these are the things that I think that we don't talk about a lot. I think that there's a lot of um, other reasons for people to join the movement you know i think there's a lot of people who just want to see the movie that have joined the movement i think a lot of people that are coming in now are people who just want to see the movie you know and that's probably going to ultimately end up being the majority of people in the end right yes are people yes. that just want to see the movie they're the ones who are going to join it's nothing deeper it's no there's no overarching values like artistic integrity and things like that i think that um you know, I even, I honestly question, and I know this might be a hot take, but I honestly question how much, um, how much artistic integrity came into, uh, into play even at the beginning of the movement. You know, I think that's something that's a pretty popularly held belief and value amongst a lot of fans, and that's the value that I like to subscribe to because that's the value I subscribe to with all movies, not just comic book movies, not just blockbusters, not just big stuff. Right. That's the that's the value that I subscribe to. Right. And I, I'm, I'm wondering how many people say that kind of thing and, and they don't truly believe it. And once again, this is, it doesn't really matter that much. But I'm just thinking like, you know, now we're talking about like people who support artistic, artistic integrity should be the ones to join the movie. Like, I don't know about that. Maybe all it takes is just a blogger who wants to see the movie or who likes Snyder, you know, to, to join the movement. I, I just think that we get a little bit. um you know, we get a little bit idealistic with some things, and I just wonder if that's completely genuine. You know, but that's just something that I've I've considered. Okay, and Manu, <laughs> uh, I really don't know what to reply to that. <laughs> um, I just I mean, want to add a little nuance to that discussion. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I, like you said, we've talked about it before and yeah i'm sure not everybody is in this for the same reason um and, and you know i think that you know we needed numbers we needed people we needed supporters as many as we could find so yeah. i mean sometimes that's just what you need to do but i i do believe that that uh a lot of people join not only because they wanted to see the movie not just because you know of uh, artistic integrity but i think a lot of people just just felt for Zach and just wanted to to help him in any way that they could. Well, that's the big that's the big question, though. I you know what I like to say to naysayers. The question I like to ask is, if your favorite director is you know 
Steven Spielberg, and Steven Spielberg, you know, got screwed out of his movie the way Zach got his movie taken away from him. How how would you feel if this is a movie that you've been waiting to see? Put yourself in the position of the people that have been campaigning for this movie. What I mean, yeah. think about it. If if it's a if empathy, it's a director, right? it's empathy <laughs> towards. If it's a director that you, if it's a director that you really really care about, let's get you know, let's go after you know these Marvel these Marvel people. If if Disney took the took Endgame away from the Russo brothers and gave it to Brett Ratner, I'm sure these people <laughs> would be pissed. I mean, do you understand? It's like to me, I feel like you, you know, as a as a fan, as a fan of of film, and you know, film is always going to be subjective. But say, okay, you're a fan of film, you want to see your, you know, you want to see your favorite directors be able to succeed and make the movies they want to make. So for me, I feel like this should be something that this should be something that every film fan should support and should see as a positive and should see as a win because this is something even regardless of if you like Zack Snyder's movies or not uh you you should be seeing it from the perspective of look you know this could happen this could happen to my favorite director my favorite director could get his movie his or her movie taken away and and you know they you know and now and now what you're going to you're going to fight right. for it look at all these that, look I at all these the, movements the, the, the reality is that most people's favorite director probably already has because i think uh-huh. that's kind of what like, i think that that's the thing like what happened to Zach is not it's, it's, happen- not, it's, it's not, not yeah, it's not, it's not unique, no. But, but the to thing this is extreme, <laughs> bungled this to, to new heights. <laughs> this was, this was, you know, it's like, it's like, yeah, that's happened. And, and you understand, you know, that, you know, again, in one of the most, you know, one of the similar, you know, uh, examples that gets brought up a lot is, uh, is the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2 that gets brought up a lot in comparison to this not only because it's a it's a superhero film but also because it it's Warner Brothers so it gets brought up a lot in comparison to the Snyder cut and there are you know some similarities but uh I when I when I think about that and I and I and I try to tie that into this too I say to myself well well yeah and if the internet existed back when you know people were campaigning for the Donner cut, they probably would have got the Donner cut a lot sooner. You know, it's, it's also after this, you know, after this has happened, it's changed the paradigm a lot with a lot of things. I mean, you can even see a yes. lot of bloggers and, uh, you know, and people online are starting to highlight, um, different movies, specifically in the comic book genre, comic movie genre that maybe, uh, didn't get their, their most, um, genuine uh, version of their movie, right? Released. Um, they're they're highlighting um, the the thoughts of the directors and producers on those films and asking them like, hey, you know, would you like to get this released? Kimber recently had something to say. Um, Mangold had something to say um, uh, about the subject. I mean, all these different directors are, are are kind of speaking up about their own opinions on their own. Trank talked about it too. Um, some of the, some of their voices dissenting. Some of them less dissenting (laughs) but um but you know i think that it changes the paradigm too because not every director is like i mean let's be honest even david ayer isn't like snyder in the way that he wasn't as quick to to bite the hand quote unquote that feeds them and hopes that the fandom would be able to to 
fill in and, do, and take them the rest of the way, you know? I think hopefully we can create an environment where directors are more likely to share their stories about um, you know, the events like this that may have happened to them. Because I, I think, like Manu said, I agree, this probably has happened before. But how many times do you think this has happened where we didn't have as much information? There's so many other situations like this that, you know, I can't even begin to think, you know, who was possibly responsible for this or that or why it happened the way that it did. Because there's not nearly as much information, nor is there a team of people like the Snyder Cut fandom that is invested in finding it out. So I think, um, you know, I think it's an interesting, you know, uh, interesting paradigm for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, when people are watching movies i kind of feel like this sort of sets this sort of sets it in a position where now you know you look at a movie now and you see i i found myself looking at certain movies now as they get released and you watch them think of how many different cuts there are of like for example the movie blade runner and you think about that also you know ironically being a warner brothers uh movie um you you know you think about all that and how Warner Brothers as a company has traditionally not not really shied away from releasing extended cuts of movies or director's cuts of movies. So it's not like that studio as a whole is really against the idea of putting out, you know, the director's vision ultimately. And so I think not against cutting that, it either. <laughs> that, yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, once they put out their theatrical cut, they you know they tend to be a little more, they tend to be a little more liberal when it comes to releasing, like say, a director's cut at times. So I kind of have to question. You know, it's like, well, gee, what was so? What's where was the ire? What was the issue, particularly with this movie, where it took all of this? To finally get where we wanted to go, and it's all—it all boils down to how they bungled it up so badly, and how they know they messed up, and how it just was such a huge mess, you know. And obviously, what we're going to get from Zack Snyder is night and day compared to, you know, what we got in theaters. It's a different movie altogether. So we're so therefore, it's a totally different release. It's not just a director's cut, and I think that's the difference. If it was a director's cut. Maybe we would have gotten it already. You know what I mean? I, I kind of that kind of that kind of sticks in my head now. There's a big difference between Zack Snyder's Justice League and let's just say a director's cut right. of right. Justice well, it's League. Not, it's not a director's cut because the no. changes done to the theatrical version were were so were so extensive that the original movie can't be can't be tied to Zack. You know, right. If you're gonna, uh, if they were gonna put out a director's cut, if they were gonna put, if they were gonna put out a director's cut of Justice League, it, it would probably a be a Whedon cut. <laughs> you're right, exactly. That's that's the point. So it's so it's very different from what from what we would what we would assume a director's cut would be, and what a director's cut traditionally is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one thing I wanted to talk about, if uh, if you don't mind, is that. You know, I don't think that um, we're going to really ever know all the details that happened and who was responsible for what specific thing until everyone who is responsible is off the chopping block and has no <laughs> has no real stake in the in the game anymore. And I think one day. Are you kidding? We'll I think we're going to get that. I think we're going to get that Toby Emmerich 
uh, interview as soon as this thing comes out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's going to be a lot further down the line. I think it's going to yeah. take like at least 15 years before we get like the extensive behind the scenes of all of this thing that's happened. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's going to take a while. Ego got us here, and we're not going to get that. We're not going to get that documentary until ego is completely out of the picture. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't, I don't care so much about the documentary now. As long as we're getting the, as long the as we're finally getting the movie, it's kind of like it's kind of like my my thought process is, and I, I've been thinking. I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if at some point Zack Snyder sat down and watched did like a you know did like a you know a viewing like he did with Man of Steel and uh BVS where he actually sat down and and watched Justice League with us and just <laughs> and just and just laughed and and pointed out all the errors and issues and things <laughs> that don't make sense would it not just be would it not just be one of the most incredible things i i i sat there and thought about you know Zach should do it like do it for do it for charity. Do like the mm-hmm. Justice League, you know, the Justice that League commentary for charity for for uh, suicide prevention and have the only like reason why I'd ever watch Justice League ever again. Right, <laughs> I watched it once. I watched it a second time when he doesn't. Uh, it would be it would be worth it just to, it would be worth it just to just to get those responses just to see what he had be he'd be like. You know all the different things would he would to point see out. All the cast on there, like get, get oh, ben oh, yeah. back on. There. Oh, that yeah. would be amazing to see him do a commentary to that. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Something's definitely bleeding now. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we, like, would see, we would see Sad Affleck 2.0. <laughs> it's a, you, know, you know what it would be like? You know what it is? Because it's essentially, in my mind, I, when, I, when I look at it and you, you, know, you put the two side by side, knowing what we know about what little we know about what the actual uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League will be, we realize that Zack Snyder's Justice League is the real Justice League, and what we got in theaters is essentially a parody movie, almost like something from like the Asylum, like a joke movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that you, so you definitely had a lot of animosity towards itself. Like it, yes, it, it, that movie was very self-deprecating. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It, it was going out of its way to mm. to apologize for Batman v Superman, and it was trying, and it was, and it was doing it in a self aware way that was was very, very uncomfortable to true fans. That's why it's so easy as a fan of Zack Snyder's work to tell straight up that this was not the movie that we were supposed to get. This is why you, you know, this is why the reaction was so is so jarring because it's like, wow. Look at this. Look at how look at how totally out of place this whole movie is. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I'm 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 hoping that as 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 time goes on, you know, in 15 years from now, I just hope we're all still here to see that documentary because I think that documentary <laughs> well, is going to be awesome. Honestly, I'm with you. I don't need to see it. I don't need to know. Uh, we got we, we got the cut, and now what I want is for the cut to be successful and for us to. If the if is the idea that if the cut is successful that we we, we might get more you know the like Snyder this, the this Snyderverse thing. yes the Snyderverse well, yeah. which ideologically ideologically I want that documentary to come out because once again back with the whole artistic integrity thing I think that would serve as a great warning I mean like you know do I like I want to see this movie I really do and I want 
justice for Zach specifically. But once again, I really want to see an entire like I I have this energy after this has come out. I want to jump on air cut. I want to jump on Alita Army. I want to jump on all of these things, you know, because I believe that it can happen, you know, and I want to see an environment in which these sort of things are are more commonplace. I think a documentary would really submit. It'd be like, hey, this is what happened. This is what to avoid. This is what Hollywood is all about, right? And this is why things like this happen. I think that would be great for just that whole, the whole value system of artistic integrity to flourish. That's what I really hope for. And I think that, you know, that would be setting a dangerous precedent. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that, that's the title of the documentary, so... You know what, Mike? Honestly, if that's how you feel, do it, bro. The documentary? Yeah. Yeah. What's stopping you? Do I it. Have a, I have a camera. Yeah, do it. Yeah. You know, yes, there you go. People try Dan- to- <laughs> hashtag, hashtag, release the Snyder Cut, a dangerous precedent. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or a, a dangerous... Yeah, oh, man, that, no, I don't know. Seriously, I've, I've yeah, been on here telling should, everybody to do shit. podcast like, and stuff, man. Yeah, I've been out here telling everybody to do shit. Like, if if that's something that you feel It'll be so passionate about, fifteen years in the works. <laughs> yeah, what, I mean, it's I mean, gonna it's going to take it's going to take it's going to take fifteen years because you got to think about all the people that you're gonna you're gonna want to reach out to to try and yep. get in touch with for this thing. And by the time you make all the necessary connections to speak to all these people, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to take several years. So, yeah, probably about 15 years because, you know, you know you're going to want to get to- Toby Emmerich. <laughs> not just that. <laughs> and not just that. People might not be willing to talk right away. That's know? what I'm so saying. Yeah. might still be worried about yeah. the careers or their stations. You might have to wait for, you know. NDAs. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's, well, you there's know, a one, bunch one of person reasons. talks, the next person talks, drip, drip, spill, you know. Yeah, if it, if only were that simple. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we've seen it happen. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like let's like look, especially you know, and it's so funny because I, I I kind of feel like you would think that more people would speak out under conditions of anonymity, especially considering you know how how like how society is now, how everything's about instant information instant gratification so right. like if, if you if you think about it they could you could technically interview someone like toby emmerich who decides to speak under conditions of anonymity and they could you could just say you know a high a high uh, a high up warner brothers executive official had this to say and he gets into detail about his about what actually happened, but see, he even had the silhouette and everything. I mean, you know? I mean, he probably already has. Where do those? What do you guys think that all those stories about? Oh, the Snyder Cut is horrible and it's never coming out. That WB is upset with uh, with Zack Snyder. Yeah, that that WB that WB official. You know, like yeah, like. Yeah, but we, see, we, but, we, but we my thing is, all that is. stuff is. But see, all that stuff is also also vague and cheap and quick. They, they never get any real. Yeah, they never true. get any real full direct quotes. They never get any real information. They just say a Warner Brothers official claims or said this. But you're you're giving up. You're giving me a nameless. You're giving me a nameless source. You're not giving. And you're, you're not even giving me. An, and you're, you're paraphrasing. Not you're not even giving me a direct a quote. quote. Yeah. Right. So how am I supposed to take any of it seriously? That was that was my biggest issue with the Wall Street Journal article. 
Okay, you want to tell me that it doesn't exist? You want to tell me that it's never going to happen? Give me somebody to go on record and tell and actually speak and actually say this is never going to happen. This is, you know, this is, hey, this is Toby Emmerich at Warner Brothers. We have no plans for the Snyder Cut. It's not happening. Uh, it wasn't finished. Whatever. It, it would cost hundreds of millions of dollars to complete. Uh, you're not, you know, you're not, it's just not something that you're going to happen. The movie mm. that came out is the theatrical yeah. cut. That but was just That would League. never happen, though. That would never. I was actually I was actually just on um, the uh, Chaos Radio for the Alita Army uh, YouTube channel, and we were talking about how you know, let's say Disney wasn't ever going to make a sequel, right? And this applies to the Snyder Cut too, or anything else like that. You know, they would never come out and say it because the idea that you had the loyalty of fans who are holding on to belief that it could happen. You know, like that, you would never cut off that possibility. You would never okay. cut off that potential, you know. So, like, someone coming out and saying the Snyder Cut would never happen, well, they would never say that because the people, there, there's, and let's be honest, there's a lot of Snyder Cut fans who would support WB wholeheartedly, 110%, because they believe that somehow doing such a thing would encourage WB that, hey, we'll spend money on your product, give us the Snyder Cut. Like, yes. hey, we supported Shazam. So that means we will uh-huh. buy the Snyder which <laughs> right. I is obviously baloney. But you know that Warner Brothers is actually smart to not say, "Hey, we're not going to do it themselves," because very hopeful, you know, optimistic, you know, fans will 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 spend money just on the idea that it could happen. Well, I can tell you this: if Zack Snyder told us on Vero it's never going to happen, that would have put an end to it right there. We can we can all we can all uh, we can all can we all agree on that 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 the yeah. reality is whether Warner Brothers comes out and says that or not, if if Warner Brothers would never say that because they're trying to use use that hope you know to lure us into going to see all their other movies and buying all their other uh, products, all it would take is for Zack Snyder to simply say. Look, guys, it's not going to happen. Where you know, said the opposite, I, though. I mean, he's, right. he's fed into it for so he's long. He's encouraged it. He's encouraged like it for be, so long. I don't know. I'd, I'd be a little upset about. No, I'd but if he said that, that, if he were to say that, he if he were going to say that, he would have said that before it got to this point. Right. That's okay. what I'm saying. It never, it never would have gotten to this point if there was no chance of it happening. That's how we know a. He really, he did. He always, yeah. He had a cut. We knew that from the very beginning. He had a movie. He's and he was not planning on planning on releasing it. Yeah, and he was pushing, yeah. and he was pushing. He was hoping that the fan, you know, that the fan outcry would would help would help. But even he didn't think it would happen this quickly. And that's what I that's what I love about it so much. The fact that even he didn't think that. He yeah. even thought we were going to be in it for a longer time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got it done, and we got it done in three years. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, do you think? Do you guys think? Do you guys think? And then, uh, so, this is another thing I want to ask you both. Do you guys think that it all got sped up because of the because of the pandemic, or do you think that it was always in the cards to happen next year? Uh, from what I heard, it was already. There were already. Um, there was already movement on it long before the pandemic happened. Yeah, I think that maybe maybe the movie would have come out at the same time, but the but the announcement would have come out later. 
maybe if the pandemic didn't happen. No, I think that the the announcement happened because uh, the HBO Max subscriptions wasn't where they wanted it to be, and they kind of hoped that you know announcing this would bring uh, which a, which well, according well, well, which time, according they, to they, HBO maybe Max they pushed up the uh, HBO you know release date. Based I think they did. That. I think they did right. actually. I so, think they uh, did. That's what I mean. Like all of this, it has been expedited because of the pandemic. As far as at least the announcement and whatnot. Yes. But, um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because if uh, because even the Hollywood Reporter article said that they called Zach on November after the November seventeenth uh, Twitter blast. So today, that's right? why that that's why that event was so that's why that event was so important because yeah. there were people watching. The right people were watching. Toby yeah. Emmerich was yeah. probably watching that day. That's yeah. what it was, and he gets. Yeah, they, no, that's they, what they, the article says. He got the call. The, that's why Gal tweeted. That's why Ben tweeted. Uh, all of that was, all, it, you know, all of I that think, was. I think. I think you should release it. Although yeah. I, think, I think you should show it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think all of that is, is part of that, and um, yeah. and so yeah, I I don't think it was because of the pandemic because uh, these things were were already in motion beforehand. Oh yeah, in motion, but it just moved. It just accelerated because of the pandemic coming quicker at this point. Like so now, okay, you look at HBO Max, and according to what they had said in that article where they interviewed the HBO Max uh, representative, he said that subscriptions were de- were definitely helped by this. Yeah. So. They're, I mean, ma- they're, the, they're very happy I, I, right I, I now. I know that I signed up like the, <laughs> as soon as they announced it, I signed up. Yeah, that's what I did too. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, I, and I, I made it very, very clear. And I, I even said, I said, once they announce this, once they announce this, I'm signing up for HBO Max and I'm going to be a subscriber for the life of the platform. Or as long as I live, which however long, whatever happens. But that's but that's what it happened. You you know to elicit this kind of loyalty and, and guys, let's let's be honest. AT and T has been very very responsive to fans on social media. I've never I've never seen anything like it. I I mean you you ask them something and they will actually respond and actually take time to i mean and not just respond generically but actually take time to personally tag you and and give you they'll they'll have a a conversation it's it's amazing yeah it's incredible i and and this is why i say i i've never i that's why i i've been saying this i i've never been happier to be a dc fan than i am at this moment because i feel like when you when you have the people that are in charge who are actually listening and actually appear at least on the surface to care about what you think it's 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 an amazing gratifying feeling even if it is all motivated by financial gain it doesn't really matter because ultimately what they're what they're doing is they're is they want to make us happy ultimately and we want to make them happy by subscribing to their platform so i i don't know i just yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a give it's a give give that's what it is yeah like, yeah exactly you guys give us what we want and we'll give you what you want it's, it's very yeah. simple and, and that's what i don't understand this whole thing about oh yeah this is a bad precedent like this is how business has always worked you know right. you find you find out what a group of people want and how much they're willing to pay for it and then if you're able to produce it for them you do if not well you don't but but the snyder cut was a unique situation because the movie was basically shot you know like they've had this in their back pocket and and i think that 
that the guys, whoever decision it was to finally do this, completely understood the situation and what it meant. And I agree with you, Zod, with what you said before. They did their homework. They, they looked into this. They would have not dropped the extra $30 million, and apparently it's going to be more than that when it's all said and done. They wouldn't have done that if they didn't have faith in this. And the reason why they have faith in this is because they saw something. They heard our voices. And honestly, like being heard, it, it means a lot for a group of people that for so long were demonized and ignored and and just plain brushed aside. So, so of course, these people are going to support you for finally mm. like listening to their voices. Mm. Absolutely. So, something maybe uh, we could talk about um, is I'd like to talk about is the 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 fact that's in the air that we we don't know if this is going to be a a film because we know that we know the length of the film we know that it's going to be around four hours right and that might be with or without the intermission um, we don't know whether it'll be presented as a miniseries or a um, episodic, um, you know, uh, presentation, or if it'll be presented in a more traditional theatrical uh, presentation, right? Um, I think that most people are pretty happy just to be getting it. I have some, di- I have some thoughts about the uh, a, a TV or a. I guess you could say an episodic presentation. Um, I, I, I'm all in for whatever Zach wants to do, right? However, I have principles and thoughts and um, things like that outside of you know my trust in Zach that pushes me into a direction where I don't think you can take a a, a movie that was made ground up, right, three months before it was finished, right? We, we all know that movie, and turn it into a miniseries that is as effective as the movie itself right i have a few thoughts on how this can work out in you know different ways and I, i'm sure that zach could make it work out for the best but what are your guys' honest thoughts on the matter like you know what, what do you guys have to say about that well for example one of the things i i i keep pointing out and i'm i'm a big fan of classic genre cinema and of you know of Asian cinema, and one of the things I've I one of the things I lean to is Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai, which is a long movie, which is close to four hours in length, and is broken up into chapters. And how I see Zack Snyder doing Justice League, if I'm not mistaken, this is what Zack Snyder had planned all along. I had been reading stuff early on that had suggested that. The Snyder Cut was going to be, well, that Justice League, even before all of this, was going to be told in a Seventh Samurai sort of way in chapters. So in it my opinion, so in one my of the Justice League posters was basically the Seven Samurai one. Unite right? the Samurai. Unite the. It was the poster was Unite the Seven, and so mm-hmm. the idea would be, if you take the movie and you break it up into chapters. And you tell the story in chapters, you can get away with telling it in, uh, you know, in like an episodic format because you have the you have the benefit of it being told in chapters. So I, I have absolutely no issues with however Zach chooses to do it, and I also believe that a lot of the stuff 
uh, that is, you know, the you know the additional photography and some additional things that he's doing, and some editing stuff that's being done, will allow for it to have to address the concerns that you know, Mike, that you brought up about you know making it feel more fit more in line with like say like an episodic kind of thing for television if they wanted to make it say like a game of thrones kind of thing and and i so i i have absolutely no fears whatsoever that's actually one of the things that i i'm least i'm least worried about i mean in terms of of that because i i mean like i said i'm a big huge fan of seven samurai and if you have not seen seven samurai i, I have, highly not, recommend not broken it. up into uh i mean it comes with an intermission like a 10 minute 15 like a 10 minute intermission i think something like that it's a pretty pretty lengthy intermission but um, yes yeah yes I, I haven't seen it in the in the episodic way that you mention it and i think it's a that's a very interesting thing to look into the idea that that's the way it was supposed to be presented to beforehand Right, like you know, initially, which I mean, if that was the case, you wouldn't you wouldn't need to add more scenes to make it that way. If that's well, like, well, I mean, in terms crazy. of, I mean, if you're, but see, the thing is, if he's trying to do it as a TV series, if it's going to be done in a, as a mini series, as something for television, you ha- would have to have bookends from week to week, so that you could, so that you could, so that you could do it like a TV show. So, like, you wouldn't be able to just end end an episode at any random point. You would have to have a hook to lead into the next week. So this could explain why he's going to probably do that. He's probably going to take certain elements and just, you know, and just make it so that it can flow together and match up from week to week. If he's going to do it as an episodic, uh, series. I, so, I, I honestly believe that at the end of the day, we'll get both. I think that, Oh yeah. yeah they'll, they'll, they'll break it up. If they want to break it up for over six or seven weeks to kind of continue to build up hype and continue the conversation going for, right. for those weeks that like game of Thrones. Yeah. They should definitely go ahead and do that. But I think I that after that, they'll, we'll be able to watch the entire movie, like, you know, the way Zach intended. So I think at the end of the day, we'll be able to get the best of both worlds. And that's honestly what matters. And, and honestly, um, I, I kind of, I'm kind of really looking forward to see how they pull this off because, I, I kind of I see your point. I see what you're talking about. Like you can't turn a movie into a television show. That doesn't it doesn't work that way. Right. The, structure, you know? the so, narrative structure is completely yeah. different. Yeah. So I, I am looking forward to how they pull this off. And honestly, I would not be surprised if it was Zach that pitched it to WB instead of he the did. other way isn't around. Isn't that what isn't that what the article said that Zack Snyder pitched the idea of oh, doing okay. it as a TV show as Having and even coming up with like cliffhangers from week to week so that yeah, it could be done episodically. Again, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, like like I mentioned before, I think a lot of people forget that Zach is a very shrewd businessman and he understands what these executives look to and what they're searching for. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, if you have this Snyder Cut and you drop it just one day on the server, you know, that's one thing. But to keep that hype going for six weeks, right. Right. bro, like or longer. Like, I mean, maybe like, even imagine longer than that. Yeah, imagine us. Like we are going to lose our minds like every single week talking about the episode we just saw and what's coming next, and and just like you know coming up with with um, with <laughs> ideas and so on and so forth. Hyped, and to be honest, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's and not be- not to mention the way that it's going to lead into that uh, if like that that hype and that that. 
you know, from week to week that's going to lead into more. You see, that's yeah. the whole idea. They don't companies don't invest in these kinds of things if they don't have a plan for what comes after. That's something right. else we need to remember. So if 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 Zack Snyder's playing ball and giving them their episodic thing, there's more on the table here. So if you're going right. to stretch this out between six to eight weeks longer, however long you want to do it, even if you want to do do it Mandalorian style and break it up into 25 minute episodes per week, and you can have this thing going on for like a season, and then you continue on with you know Ben Affleck's Batman or whatever else you want to have going on through HBO Max. I mean, they could turn it into an entire. Uh, like a, an entire television universe. I mean, it'd be in, it'd be insane. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, ultimately, I, I agree. I'm actually uh, I've been I've softened up on the idea, and mostly because I really do I do want to reward reward HBO, right? So even if this is purely just a way to you know lengthen subscriptions. Right. And even if it is at a cost to the content itself, you know, maybe it, it maybe it's not the most optimal way to view it, because we all know, like, you know, Zack Snyder's films have had especially like Watchmen has a few different versions. Right. Some of those versions are more optimal to watch than other versions. Right. But you, they're all there. Right. That's 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 the big key. So I'm happy that HBO is going to be able to profit from this and I'm happy to give them my money for however many weeks that they want to watch it. I think I, I do take solace in the fact that. You know, Zach is behind this and he's got a plan. Right. And I'll stick solace in the in the potential fact that we might also get a a unified movie without the hooks, without the televisual optimizations that's made purely and optimally as a theatrical cinematic experience. The way that it was, you know, the way that we were all expecting it. Right. Um, I think that that's. That gives me some solace too. So overall, I'm not really worried, but I do think that um, it's a, an, an interesting thing to at least consider. You know. Well, and remember, Zach did say that this is an, this is going to be an entirely new thing. So we, you know, we want to. We're going to we we revise our list too. for real this time. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I, you know, guys, I think it it's really, it's just really an exciting time. To be to be a fan, I know that you know this. All of this has basically rejuvenated my interest in you know the DCEU 100%. And I, I feel like I don't know. I, this is this is uh, 2016 levels of hype all over again. I actually after the announcement, I actually watched Aquaman and Birds of Prey. Uh, I had not watched those movies because I just it's opened uh, his mind to things that he wouldn't have been open to prior. <laughs> I just I just refuse to see anything unless yeah. you know because I just think that you know they, they disrespected us deeply and I just did not feel the need or the desire to support them. Uh, but after they announced the cut, I was like, okay, I ain't got you know I don't have I don't, like you know I can I can check these out. Uh, and and yeah, um, wow, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I, I stopped at Aquaman. Aquaman was the last one I watched. I only watched Aquaman because it was because uh, Jason Momoa has been such a huge supporter yeah. of us. So I, you know, I felt like it was it was a tribute to him to go see Aquaman. But beyond that, yeah, I hadn't seen anything either until after the uh, after the announcement. I finally watched Birds of Prey, mm-hmm. and you know, I but. 
wild to say the least, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had the pleasure of watching it yet. Oh, you should, man. It's 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 great stuff. Mm. Okay. It's it's like uh what's a good way to describe it? It's like uh like a Wait, hold female on. Sorry, sorry. So was there enough sarcasm in my voice just there? I'm not sure if he came. Yeah, came yeah, 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 absolutely. It was like it was like a um, a good way of good way of, of 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 describing it would be like um, you know that video game Streets of Rage, like a <laughs> like a like a like a female like a female centric live action version of Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage is awesome though, but not as awesome. Like, <laughs> like, play, like, take out, like, take sure. out the, like, take out the awesomeness, and you know, yeah, there, that's what you yeah. basically Don't would say have. Too controversial, you, you weren't feeling Bruce. <laughs> you weren't feeling Bruce the hyena, Zod. It's, you know, it's uh, ah. well, hashtag release the yan cut, right? <laughs> Hey yeah. guys, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. retired, man. I'm <laughs> For real, dude. I know how you I, feel. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm the opposite of Mike. Mike wants to like jump onto like all of these things. I have officially retired. I'm I'm done. Hey, I lead an army and I release the air cut all the way. I'm going for this thing. Yeah, yeah. Good, good luck, yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's. I'm see, see, but I, I kind of feel like with the air cut, I kind of feel like we're getting that already. I I I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like there's no need. I I, I, I show your support. No, I, I I know. I know. Yeah, you show your support, but at the end of the day, I think that it. I think that is that that's happening too. I I don't really see that. Not. I don't really see. How how, why that why that wouldn't happen at this point um right. i am kind of one one of those people that just seems to think that there's a lot invest yet. there's a lot that's invested in the Snyder cut so right. you're not going to just stop there when you know there's a demand for this over here too so it's like you almost i, I don't know i think i think honestly I think we've got. Uh, I, I think if I think the Snyder Cut is going to surpass expectations. I kind of feel like it already has, even before it's come out. It's the response has been incredible, and I think we're. I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see more of the Snyderverse for years to come. I don't think that there's. I don't think that the end is going is really uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I think there's a lot more that we'll be getting, and I just. I, I just have this. It's just a big, big, huge feeling that I have. That I have not had. Uh, well, we're feeling really positive. I think that, like, even with the Snyder Cut, I think we should continue to promote it as heavily, exactly. if not more heavily, yep. up until the, the movie comes out. Oh, absolutely. And I think with that same principle, we should do the same thing with Air. I mean, I don't think that we should rest on our laurels with any of this stuff. You know, if you want it, then then push for it. And that should honestly be every, every fandom's uh, attitude toward anything, whether or not they're trying to push for something that's that they felt was wrongfully taken away from them or misadvertised or anything like that, whether it's a matter of justice or just a matter of wanting to see, I think that same level of uh, commitment is important regardless. Yes. So, I mean, I understand I, how you feel, but, yeah. No, I think, I think you know, it's like you can't get what you don't ask for. Like, right. honestly, we're, the reason why the cut is coming is because for two years we never stopped asking for it. And no. because <laughs> they understood that there was... A, a fan base there that there was excitement there that there was enthusiasm there more than, that, for, than anything else more than anything else they ever they ever put out there has not been any hype surrounding any of their projects 
and they know and they know that and they know that so that's <laughs> it's like come on you 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 just there was no hype for there was no hype for nothing there was no hype for birds of prey let's be honest there was no hype real hype for Shazam there was no real hype for anything it was just kind of, it's just been kind of lackluster and all the people that rallied against us that say they love the new direction quote that WB was taking things didn't support these movies in the way that we support Snyder in any shape or form because if they love it so much why didn't they support the hell out of it then that's yeah. my question they, they love what it's not that's it <laughs> uh huh yeah. yeah yeah well I you know guys I I feel like this was a, a wonderful show I'm so glad that you two were able to join me and I'm hoping that you get you and I'll you guys will do more we'll do more cross promotional stuff we'll, we're going to keep this yeah. up oh for sure you know film for sure. film exiles I, I I you know I, I loved joining you guys you guys you know you guys make reference to the time I joined you for the Avengers Endgame uh, breakdown episode and you know I, I'd love to join you guys again you guys are you guys are awesome I love you exiles good times I, I, good vibes I, I <coughs> that, that last. The show that you guys did, you know, once everything when it was announced, Manu, you honestly, man, you guys, you guys made me, guys made me cry. I was listening to that show and I, I was tearing up and just hearing all the, hearing all the different reactions. It was, it was a very moving, very, very moving podcast. I, I, I know you were. Which one is this? Manu, you sound Manu, you sounded choked up during that podcast. Quite is it the bit. Ray Porter interview podcast? That yeah, we're yeah, about? the one, yeah, the one where you, where Ray Porter was on there, and yeah, you were, you you sounded like you were you had broken down a couple of times. I'm like, wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I, to, the truth be told, I hadn't broken down yet. That happened the next day when I saw that Ray Fisher video. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that, that's the one. That's the one that got me. Like very he, he emotional. Just, Oh my goodness! Like yeah, that's that's the one that got me. But yeah, it, it was I was overwhelmed. Like I I didn't have words. I because like when you're when you're in something for so long, you know, like like this like Mike can attest to this. The Snyder Cut thing. This is an everyday thing. Yeah. Like yes. every single day for and three we'll probably years. continue to be that way. To be honest. <laughs> Every single day for three years, you breathe this, you feel this. It's like, it's like constantly there, and, and like for better you, or for worse, <laughs> you get to the end of the line, and and it's just like wow, like everything that we did. It mattered, you know, like every time that we tweeted, every time that we sent a letter, every time that we made a phone call, every time that, you know, we donated our money, every time that we organized events, it all mattered. And and like, yeah, it mattered to us because we wanted to see this movie. It mattered to Zach because he saw that people loved his work and wanted to see what he made. And it mattered to all of the people that worked on his cut that were never given credit for, that never got their moment in the spotlight, that never got a chance to to show the, the world their talent. And we helped in bringing that, bringing those, bringing those hopes and those dreams to fruition. Because, like, when Ray Porter cried, when Ray Fisher cried, you got to understand 
that he was having a hard time finding work. He really was. You know, he was doing this like stream thing online and it was killing me because he's such a talented thespian. Like Yes. Yes. You know, Justice League was supposed to be his coming out party and it was ripped away from him. And then he continued to support Snyder and and it seemed like that did hurt his chances of getting more work afterwards. And, and to, to, to know that now that the work that he did on that movie is going to be seen by the world and hopefully that that will lead to more for him, like that meant everything. Like that, that meant so much to me that like, yeah, okay, like, yeah, we wanted to see this movie, but, but like at the end of the day, we were fighting for people. You know, like there's there's real people who put their blood, sweat, and tears into making something, and 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 hopefully when it comes out, it'll help their careers and it will help their lives. And we were we were a part of that. Absolutely. And 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 I just felt I just felt like, especially talking to Ray Porter, because we were talking a little bit before before we started to record, and he was so grateful. He was so happy, you know, and, and and that got to me to see how glad that he was and, and, and to finally hear him be able to say I was dark side in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, like he had never said it up until that point. And he finally had the opportunity to say it out loud and. And like you could feel that it was this weight off of his shoulders. It was a weight off of all of our all shoulders. Of our we, we broke that news, man. We broke yes. that. We broke that. We we put this man on blast. We broke that. And, and like and like it's just it's just crazy to think about. Like like wow. Like we're here now. You know we're going to see this movie. The world is going to see Ray Porter play Darkseid. Ray Fisher play Cyborg. And we're gonna see Superman come back from the dead. Like, oh, like it just, mm-hmm. like I, I was overwhelmed. And honestly, just talking about it now, I, it's it's happening again. So, so let <laughs> so me many, get so many great, so many great things to look forward to. <laughs> I, yeah. I, so we're gonna, I, I you know, I want to talk to you guys uh, a little bit off uh, off air here. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, end tonight's episode. But I do want to thank you guys very much for being on the Zod Rider show. It means a lot Absolutely. to me to have you guys here. You guys are awesome and I you know and I've been fans of yours for a while and I'm so thankful that we've been all in this together and we're all in this fight and we've all we're all getting to see the fruits of it all come come out finally and it's just a beautiful wonderful thing and now I'm starting to get a little choked up too. So uh next uh, week so next before, yes sir before we go can I say one last thing please? Oh yeah go ahead. All right, so please, everyone that's out there, fo- follow the Exiles Network. Follow Dan and Kelly at The Reasons I'm Broke. Follow, uh, follow Gray at Not the Popular Opinion. Follow yes. uh, Sam Otten and uh, Alex and, and the rest of that crew over at the JLU podcast, yes. at the Justice League Universe podcast. Follow, uh, follow Hiroku at The Proper Animals on YouTube. There you go. Mike, am I forgetting anybody else? Like... <laughs> Like, like, please follow us. Film Gob. Yes, yes. Follow Film Gob as well. Follow, yes. follow the people yeah. that are in this fandom. Also, people- nerdy in many ways. I, he's a yes. such a genuine guy. Yes, indeed. And uh, yeah, and uh, four nerds and all the, the four people nerds. on the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Dawson is a great a great show host. He's a really great guy, so follow him for sure. Yes, follow, follow the people that support you. Follow the people that want your attention, not just to to take it for granted, but because they believe in the same things that you believe in. There's so many incredible people in this fandom. Follow yes. them. Forget Collider. Forget those guys and help these platforms grow. And again, if you have ever wanted to start a podcast, if you've ever wanted to write a blog, do it. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. There are people here that will support you. I will support you. Mike will support you. The Exiles Network will do what we can to make sure that your voice is heard because it deserves to be heard. You can find me at Man United 0710. You can find Mike at Velcro 16. Follow the Exiles Net. Follow the film Exiles. Please do so because only together can we continue to keep doing good. 100 100% well well said uh thank you very much for 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 putting all that out there that was gr- a great 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 information dump and i'm going to uh i'm going to uh, uh pl- plug now for for next for next week's episode of the zod rider show you can uh, check me out i'm going to have uh i'm going to have a- actor scott fowler on the on the show uh he nice. is uh he has has been dropping little hints about possibly uh, about well he wants to be the Riddler in Zack Snyder's DCEU so we'll see we'll see what happens I mean he's he's really he, he can't say much but we're gonna inter- we're gonna interview him I'm gonna interview him next week we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of, a lot of good stuff and of course I am part of. Uh, Four Nerds and the Four Nerds uh, YouTube podcast will have a uh, new episode uh, next Monday as well. So you'll definitely want to check that out. And again, you'll definitely want to follow the Film Exiles here. Uh, you guys, you guys are wonderful. And uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll see you, I'll see everyone next week. You've been listening to PSN-Radio.com. And uh, good night, everyone. See you guys. Bye.